0: So in today's podcast, Delegate or Die, (laughs) I want to share with you five things that keep us from delegating. We'll call them roadblocks, five roadblocks. Maybe they're just speed bumps for you that keep you from delegating effectively, and then share with you how to actually delegate so that you can accomplish your mission in a much more effective way than you've ever accomplished before. So stick with me, Delegate or Die. Been on a Rocky Patel kick lately. Been enjoying a bunch of their cigars. I bought a box of uh, Double Maduro cigars. So uh, I think in one of our earlier recorded podcasts, I had this same cigar because I got a box of twenty of them and have been saving them for special occasions like like a Tuesday. uh this is a tuesday happy tuesday to you and you're looking around thinking what day is it Do you ever get like that you ever wonder what day actually is it Mm." i do too it's not that i'm all that absent-minded it's just that i like to focus (laughs) that's a good way to say it someone says "Ah, how can you be so absent-minded how do you forget things i don't i don't forget things i just never commit them to memory to forget (laughs) oh maybe that's you so here we go this is a wonderful cigar it's a good cigar great cigar wonderful cigar terrific cigar Come up with better words. Somebody come up with better words to describe this. Rocky Patel, Double Maduro Toro cigar, Churchill length, big old cigar, big old sorry, not big around. I think it's about a 50 ring gauge, but it is long. So I feel like doing my best imitation of Winston Churchill, but I won't. I won't. It might ruin the actual podcast. Speaking of the British Isles, what we're going to be enjoying today with this Rocky Patel cigar is some ah. There we go. Some Grange stone. I'll oh, pour just a. little bit of that and you'll notice you'll you'll not hear you'll not hear any ice because this is this is highland scotch whiskey and i really like most scotch without an ice cube in it Uh stone's not a super high-end scotch my palette is maybe not quite that sophisticated but it's pretty good this is a, the double maturation <laughs> grainstone scotch they mature it in uh, traditional american oak casks and then then they take it out and dump it in a bathtub i'm not i don't think that's right they probably don't do that but then they then they finish it the second stage in the finest bourbon oak casks So it has a little bit of that color to it and uh, it's quite good. Really smooth. You know, I'm like 75% a bourbon guy and 25% a scotch guy. used to be the other way around, but then I just started understanding bourbon, I guess, a little bit more, and maybe my palate changed. Maybe my cigars changed. I don't know. Something changed. So I was in a conversation with one of you recently who asked me, what have you learned? What's been the hardest things for you to learn as a leader as well? What have you learned as you go around and study other leaders, and then what have you learned as a leader yourself? And then that subsequent question, What's what's one of the hardest things for you to learn as a leader? Then how did you learn it? Of course, since I'm a bit sarcastic, I wanted, to, I wanted to say one of the hardest things I've learned is how to not tell people that's a stupid question. <laughs> I didn't do it. I didn't do it because it's actually not a stupid question. To quote my dad, he used to say, there are no stupid questions, only stupid people. <laughs> I don't know if he said that or if I made that up. I don't know i like to attribute it to him. He was the one who never cursed. My entire life, I never heard him curse. Clear up until his final days. He, as near as I could tell, never cursed. Maybe he did in his head. He was the one who would, if he was really, really frustrated, like over the edge, where I might unleash such colorful language that, to this day, it hangs like a thick air over Lake Michigan. Movie reference? <laughs> anyway, I might do that kind of thing from time to time. And take comfort in the fact that there was a survey done a while back, unscientific, I'm certain, but I believed it anyway, that we tend to trust people who curse once in a while a little bit more than people who don't. <laughs> so I took that I took that to the bank. That means you can trust me. <laughs> so uh, his most virulent, vicious kind of phrase that he would ever use would be, dummy. <laughs> That's it. He was really frustrated with somebody. Dummy. I think he might have even said at one point, big dummy or something like that. That guy's a big dummy. That was about it. In fact, I don't remember him ever saying anything negative about anybody. I just, I don't know how he did it. Maybe he just zipped it whenever we were around as kids, but never heard it. So here we are going to enjoy this. I was asked this question. What was one of the hardest things for you to learn as a leader? And how did you learn it? Well, for some reason, the very first thing that popped to my mind was the idea of delegating getting other people to take my ideas and run with them and make them better. But when I first started, that really wasn't what delegation was. I remember delegating I thought was just assigning a bunch of tasks to people and having them do it exactly the way I wanted and doing it a little bit earlier. <laughs> That's what I thought delegation was. Just a bunch of people who would run up to me and say, "Yes, my lord," and then run off and do what I ask and then come back a few minutes before I thought they should and it was all finished exactly the way I had envisioned it. Come to find out that was actually not delegation at all. And I know that if uh, you and I are going to be really effective as leaders over a long period of time, we've got to master the art and science of delegation. So, that was what my answer was. That was what my response was to my friend who asked, What was the hardest thing for you to learn and how did you learn it? Well, delegation was the hardest thing for me to learn. I learned it by making lots and lots of mistakes in how I did it, <laughs> getting really disappointed. But I'll unpack a little bit of that for you in today's podcast, which we're going to call Delegate or Die. Delegate or Die. I don't mean you're going to literally die if you don't delegate, but your idea will. The willpower and the engagement and the creativity of your team, those things will die. The opportunity will probably die. Momentum will die if we don't delegate. So, delegate or die. So, let's go, let's go to one of the classic definitions of delegation. Delegation is defined as the shifting of authority and responsibility for particular outcomes, for tasks, for decisions that support that outcome to another person or to another group. And you and I know that if we are going to grow our enterprises, if we're going to grow our teams, if we're going to get bigger and better results in anything we're trying to do, especially if we're engaged in something that's significant, impossible at first glance, and resource challenge, the acronym SIR, that's the thing that makes makes up a team that is the fodder or the fuel for, for team development. If we're engaged in those kind of things, we know that we as individuals are simply not enough. There's not enough of me to go around. Even if I were to clone myself, God forbid, there's not enough of me to go around. We know that. So we know we need to delegate. But we also know some of us, and maybe you're like me, find that it is difficult or has been in the past difficult to actually delegate and delegate well. Well, what are a couple of things that I've learned? And in fact, for the record, I've probably learned learned some of these things from you. So feel good about this if I talk about this, because I may have learned it from you back in the day. The first observation about the concept of delegation is that what we are delegating is a result. So you and I need to be crystal clear right out of the gate about the result that we want to achieve. We do not delegate a list of tasks. That is not delegation. Delegation is, in its purest form and the most powerful form, a delegation of results. What is the result you want to have happen? And a result is not a goal that's achieved. It's what happens after a goal is achieved. A result is something that remains after all all the work is done. What is the result that you're after? If you are having a hard time delegating to someone, it's possible that you've not gotten very clear in the result that you want to have achieved. You've not been able to describe it, to write it down, to communicate it, and to package it in a way that is memorable for that person and for the people that will be working with him or her in order to make that happen. In just a little while, friends and family are coming over for dinner. If I were to delegate a result to someone that I wanted to have occur, it would be something like, when we're finished with the evening, I want every person to walk away having said, that was a wonderful way to spend the evening. That I would rather have done that than any other option that I had available to me. That is the result that I'm after. If I were to delegate tasks, it would be make sure that we have enough ribs to barbecue, make sure we have enough plates ready for everyone, enough Grange Stone scotch available for everyone, make sure that we have a place for folks to enjoy cigars and for folks who don't enjoy them to hang out as well. I would have delegated, so to speak, I would have assigned rather than delegate a bunch of tasks to get finished in hopes that if the people that I gave all the tasks to did them all just as I imagined, that they would somehow come together to achieve the result that I was after. Delegating has to start with an understanding, first of all, of the results we're trying to achieve. This is a great big deal. If you are not crystal clear about the results you're trying to achieve, and by the way, that is not easy, it takes a little bit of work to get crystal clear about the results you're trying to achieve, then you will default to assigning small tasks or tasks put together in goals. You will not be able to assign the responsibility for the result, you will only assign responsibility for accomplishing said tasks. And then, most likely, Likely, when people you've given all those tasks to do in the workplace do those tasks, they will feel like their work is done. They will also probably not be all that motivated to look at that other track of tasks that are being done by someone else and wonder, is there a better way for person B to get their tasks done along with me? Is there a better way for that person to get their tasks done and me to get my tasks done? They will just get their tasks done. And who can blame them? You gave them the responsibility for getting tasks done, not for getting a result. So right out of the gate, one of the main reasons that we do not delegate is because we haven't done the hard work and the homework as leaders to get crystal clear about the result we're trying to achieve. If you are realizing right now, as I yammer to you while you're working out or walking in the woods or driving your car or sitting with your feet up somewhere, that you have not gotten clear about the results you're trying to achieve with the people that you have delegated, air quotes, delegated, Scotty. You've delegated the responsibility to them, but they're not clear about the so that or the why or the result you're trying to achieve, you probably should pause this right here and right now. Stop this puppy. We're 10 minutes into it. You can stop it right now and go get that work done. If not, if you are very, very clear, and you know you're clear because they can say it back to you with all the color commentary necessary, and they have demonstrated in words and then in their initial actions that they understand the result you're trying to achieve. So if you've gotten clear on your results, there's probably another reason why we do not actually delegate. So that's the first one, get clear on your results. If you're not clear on your results, you will not delegate. You will actually hand off a series of tasks instead of delegating. Of course you won't want to delegate that way because you'll have to manage everyone, doing all their tasks. And it's so much harder to do that. It takes more time and more energy and more frustration to function that way than it did to just do it yourself. Because you can't get good help nowadays. (laughs) That's probably what you would be thinking. Been there, done that. All right, here's the second idea. You're just too good at it. It's possible that you have been in the trenches long enough that the stuff you're delegating, the results you want to have achieved by people, require a series of tasks and skills that you are actually quite good at. Therefore, it is very easy for you to step in and do it. You may even, lean in real close here, I'll whisper this, you may even be better at doing those tasks ooh, God forbid, than the people that you will assign them to. So of course it makes sense. You are just going to step in and just do it yourself. Okay, that's short-sighted. You know that. You know that if you are extremely good at doing something, you're going to be doing it forever and not doing something else of higher and more salient value to the enterprise and to the mission and to your team. Unless you delegate the responsibility of someone else doing it and getting their skills up to speed. A third reason why you and I may not delegate and I had to learn this one and that is that hmm, maybe I'm lazy because really it doesn't take me a lot of time and energy to do the thing but it's going to take a little bit more time and energy to get clear on the results and to hand it off to somebody and to pay a little bit of attention to what they're doing and to check in with them than for me to just go do it myself. And so, and really sometimes I don't delegate the responsibility for an outcome just because I'm lazy. It's the path of least resistance for me to do the work myself. It's just so short cited. You know that. You know that. If I really want to grow this, if I want to multiply our effectiveness, I must delegate. And you know that. All right. And here's another roadblock for us, if you want to think about it that way. Maybe we're afraid... Maybe I'm afraid that if I delegate responsibility to this, to that person, or to that small team over there to get it done, they will not actually do it very well. And they may make mistakes. Those mistakes may cost time and money and reputation and goodwill. And I am actually afraid of having to deal with the mess that they might make. I get that. I get that. But again, if I do not delegate the responsibility, the accountability, and the authority to get this work done, to get the result that we're after, then I will forever be the only one who does it. I'm going to run out of time and energy and steam, and it will not get done. But even if I am the one doing it, that means I'm not doing something else. The opportunity cost of not delegating is incredibly high. And we never think about that when we've got our head down and working away in the trenches. Here's another roadblock. Maybe maybe I'm overconfident. Maybe I think I'm incredibly good at this because my mother and my sister and my best friend all told me, oh, you're so good at this. You can do this. You can do anything you want. You can be anything you want. Go for it. Kind of like the American Idol TV show scenario where the judges say, ooh, wow, you are bad. But everyone around you that you've chosen to listen to said, oh no, you're very good. (laughs) Maybe I'm overconfident. Maybe I just think I'm good at this and maybe I'm just average or, ooh, God forbid, below average. But I've been told by a couple of people that I'm good at it even though I'm not getting the results that we need to get. Ooh, that got a little personal take a deep breath there. Hopefully I didn't step on your toes and leave your shoes scuffed too much there. And here's another roadblock. This is the fifth of the five roadblocks. Here it is. You may actually have the wrong people. Maybe you're delegating the results and responsibility to somebody who is the wrong person they do not actually have the ability to do it. And so what you're going to do, like I have often done, is jump in and do it myself. Instead, the wiser thing to do is to jump in to finding the right people to do it because this result is so important. You want to have it achieved. You want to be able to achieve it along with many other supporting results. So got to get the right people. We talked about this way back in the day in one of our earlier podcasts about how to scale scale. If you have the right people, then you can create a strategy. Then you can execute the strategy. Then you can get the results that you're after. It all starts with the right people. Maybe if the first one of our roadblocks, which was you are good at it and you want to do it yourself, or the second one, you're afraid, or the third one, you're lazy, or the fourth one, you're overconfident. Maybe none of those apply to you. Maybe you just don't have the right people and so you just keep treading water by doing it all yourself. If you're in this for results that last, if the results are big and worthy worth getting out of bed for when you'd rather stay in bed, worth staying focused for when you'd rather let your mind wander, worth the risk. If the mission you're trying to accomplish is worth the risk, then you must get the right people on your team. It's one of the best lessons to learn. So how do we actually delegate? I'm going to have another sip of this stone and brace myself for this part of the conversation. All right, here's how we delegate. Step one, get crystal clear on the results. We talked about that a moment ago, and it has to be so clear that you could tell somebody else and they would understand it and be able to say it back to you with the same and even better detail than how you communicated it. Step number two, you're going to delegate authority. That means you're delegating decision rights. You're saying to this person, you can make decisions in this arena and this arena and this arena all by yourself. In other words, here's the budget you can use up to, but not exceeding that amount. Any amount of money up to that point, you can decide it. Here's the calendar, here's the deadlines, here's the date, here are people resources. I'm gonna delegate decision rights to you about how to do it, with whom, and how much it's going to cost with these constraints. Get crystal clear about the constraints. These are called decision rights. So I am delegating authority. I'm also going to delegate responsibility to you. That is, you are responsible for, number one, communicating your progress back to me. One of the main reasons why we don't delegate is because we don't want to take the time to follow up with people. I always delegate the responsibility of follow up and keeping me in the loop Back to that person. You are responsible for getting my attention and telling me how it's going. And the way I measure that is up front, I say, I never want to be in a situation where I have to ask you how something is going. I want you to come to me and tell me how something is going. You got to get ahead of me. You got to outrun me with regard to that. So I'm not only delegating the authority and the responsibility to achieve this result or this outcome, but I'm delegating the follow-up back to you. Can you do this, <laughs> right? Then I'm going to delegate resources. Here are resources that are available to you to use. You can do with whatever you want with these resources, but these are yours to use. Use these resources the best way you possibly can. There we go. I'm delegating a responsibility accountability and authority to achieve a crystal clear result (laughs) ah so you know how to do this if you have tried to do something gotten substandard results because you don't have time or if you have finally figured out that your time and energy needs to be focused on things that are more strategic further out in time more sophisticated more complex things that are more mission growing kinds of things then it's time for you to learn how to delegate One of the greatest joys of life is to delegate a responsibility to someone and then for me to say, I need you to outrun me on this one. And their eyes get big. And they say, okay. And then I say, all right, now it's time to negotiate. I have delegated the authority. I've clearly communicated the result I'm trying to achieve, given you the responsibility. I've talked about resources. I've challenged you to outrun me. Are you ready for this? Because if you say, yes, I'm ready, you are making a promise to me that you're going to get this done. Now, if it's a big project, I probably give them a few days to think about it. I won't just sneak up on somebody and jump into their world and say, here, take it, and then scream and giggle maniacally and run out of the room (laughs) like a drive shouting. It won't be that at all. It would be a negotiation. And then at the end of it, I will remind them this is a promise that you're making. All right. So that's the whole idea behind delegating. The only people who don't delegate and don't do it well are ones that fall prey to those five roadblocks above, or maybe they're just not good at math. <laughs> there are people who think that one plus one plus one is the way you get there. And it isn't. It's one times two Times two, times two, that's how you get there. Delegation is all about multiplication of effort, not adding or subtracting. It's not about managing, but creating opportunities for others to grow and learn and manage and to achieve the result way beyond what you and I could ever achieve. (sighs) Ah, there we are towards the end. You know what? I have... Rarely been in a situation where I was not surprised by the quality of the outcome when I followed these principles. I may, I may get lazy, I may get selfish, you know, I might just step in and do it myself again and have to remind myself of this, but this is one of the most powerful lessons that I have ever learned, and it's not a habit, it's a discipline, so practice it like that. I'm going to enjoy the rest of this Grange Stone before all friends and family come over for the barbecue. And I'm going to enjoy the rest of this cigar. Ooh, it's so good. I wish you were here. We talk about what you have learned about delegation and what you've learned about the roadblocks that you put in place between you and delegating so that you can grow your mission. Ha! Have fun. It's good to talk with you. Take care. Thanks for joining me in today's School of Leadership. This podcast is part of the Archimedes Experiment, leveraged wisdom from the world's most effective leaders. If you're interested in more, go to my website, dhicks.com. Remember, my first name has only one E. Well, you'll find more short and helpful podcast books and blog posts. If this was helpful, maybe even share it with some of your friends. Have a great day.